Welcome, everybody, to Talking Elite with the All Elite Zone podcast. I am your host, Lane. Hope you guys are having a great holiday season. We are this is our last episode for the new year, at least for Talking Elite wise. So very exciting. We had a great year um, in AEW, and to cap it off, we are going to be talking today about our five top five tag teams this year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we decided that there will be no factions on this list. So um, so no House of Black, unfortunately. Uh, the Elite, um, unfortunately, do not count, but the Bucks do. So it's going to be fun to see kind of how our lists uh, will stack up. I'm curious if our number one is all the same, because we were pretty close That's last week. That's uh, very interesting. So, I'm really, I'm really so it's going to be a, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be curious to see how the our lists are going to shape up. So before we get started, let me introduce you to my panel. We have down below, we have everybody's favorite bearded wonder. We have Adam. Thanks for joining us tonight, Adam. Always a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Always happy to be here, Lane. Thank you for having this show. Thank you. And then we have the founder of the All Elite Zone podcast, the producer, the GM. He is also the graphic man. We have Connor. Thanks for joining us, Connor. That's great to uh, be on. So insert studio applause here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's going to be a fun episode. I'm excited. So let's uh, sit back. Let's uh, talk to me elite. So, Connor, who is your number five pick? Uh, Adam, if you want, you can you can go first. I, uh, oh, Adam. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess. Really you I know, it Adam feels like Ray, tra- going first. <laughs> it feels like tradition that, but it feels like tradition. I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. To okay. So we got to keep tradition like going. That's, that's, that's weird. So, that's, <laughs> Adam, who is your number five pick then? Okay, so my number, uh, my number five actually uh, is going to be kind of shocking to people um, and kind of surprising to people, uh, just because of the year they had. Um, and I know they're probably not popular amongst a lot of people, but I'm going to go the guns. Um, Ooh. Uh, so uh, storyline wise, uh, just the pairing with their dad and then the breaking away from their dad and kind of doing their own thing now, um, you know, and then just the publicity they get with Dan Housen alone, the way that Dan Housen gets the ass boys going and, you know, they get a reaction from the crowd every time. Um, and they've constantly like just been shown like on TV, whether it's been matches or I'm loving that they're like through the whole feud with FTR, like they've been in the crowd, like just during matches and just like kind of interacting during matches, but they're shown on TV. So they're getting their TV time. Um, and then obviously a few uh, weeks ago when, you know, uh, what was it? Winter is coming. Is that when they wrestled FTR? Yeah. No, no, it was, okay. uh, I mean, uh, no, it was, uh, no, it was the Christmas special. It was a Christmas special. I mean, yeah. Beating FTR was a huge, huge upset in tag team talk, you know, and it's shocking that the guns did that. But in my opinion, I feel like AEW has something planned for the guns next year in 2023. And I feel like they're they're the hot heat team right now, like the heel team to to kind of like finally break away from that image of their dad and kind of do their own run right now as um, as a team. Um, like I said, uh, people aren't going to agree with my pick, but I- I'm telling you right now, there's something building with, with the guns for next year and whether it, they win tag team gold in ROH or AEW, I mean, it's going to be there. 
uh, just because they they're rolling into 2023 on on a good hot streak. Yeah, it's it was hard because um, I almost put them at number five because it feels like they are that heel that you have to hate that you want to hate. You want to see them get their asses slapped, no pun intended, but you want to <laughs> see that. You want to see you want to see them get beat and. They've done a good job at getting that heat really well, especially after the FTR um, defeat, because that surprised me. And mm-hmm. that really pissed off a lot of people. So hopefully they will um, hopefully they'll do something that will shape up their uh, <laughs> hopefully they'll do something that will shape up, you know, their their career next year and you know step away from their dad's shadow. Cause it feels like they really are uh, mm. stepping up and making their own name for themselves. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, re- reading some comments, like I know people hate the guns and everything, yeah. but listen, they're doing their job. If you hate them bad. and you're bashing them, they're doing their job as a heel tag team. They're making you hate them. Very it's working. It's 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 a great great work in professional wrestling. Yes, they have their dad's personality for sure. Oh, for sure they do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Colton, all right. Uh, I was gonna say that Colton Gunn looks like Billy. Like Austin looks nothing like Billy, but Colton. No, if you look at older pictures, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, my number five is uh, the Young Bucks. Um, Ooh, I, okay. My next three, the next four teams are. Uh, I don't know if people will put on their list, but the Young Bucks I got number five. Uh, they had a very interesting year. Uh, a lot of injuries with Matt and Nick. But they kept going. Uh, seemed like through all of it. Um, really enjoyed what was it? The uh, Jurassic Express. Uh, well, the Jurassic Express. Red Dragon. Red, Red Dragon. Right. Yeah. Red Dragon. Yeah. Did, did the match at Revolution? That was a very good match. I believe they had a tables match or something when the Young Bucks won when they beat the uh, Jurassic Express. I believe that was a very good match. Mm-hmm. Um, They've won a lot of good matches this year. Uh, I think the peak of it was the Red Dragon stuff. Um, I still wish we could have got that six man tag, but uh, where's the Same. line? Not, no. Yeah. Uh, it's dang it, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, the Unbox had a very great year. They uh, won the tag titles and the trios titles in the same year, and they might be uh, reclaiming them this next year. So uh, yeah, I got the Unbox at number five. Very, uh, very good pick, um, and they're pretty much similar on my list. Um, I'll get to them a little bit later, but my number five pick, even though they just had the best storyline breakup and then a rocky start to their actual feud, oh, yeah. but number five for me is Swerve in Our Glory. You know, they <laughs> yeah. started out, like, you knew the direction was going to go, but they had a lot of good twists and turns. They had a lot of good... Uh, matches as a team i liked watching those two together like their dynamic just it fits so well you know it was almost like seeing when you had claudio and uh, sheamus or or jericho you know so when you had when you had that go on like it was like it just it, it reminded me of that so see you know the payoff at you know at final battle even though they did not you know even though they lost it was such such a good match. Um, they were both really good at storytelling this year. You know, their match with, you know, Jurassic Express was great. They were just, they've had some of the best matches and feuds this year. And to see now what's going on, like, and see hopefully they'll fix the story because their tag team ended on such a good note and a good, like, flavor in my mouth. So, Swerving Our Glory, 
Um, I think there, I think there has something special coming in mind for 2023 as single stars. So hopefully we will, um, hopefully we'll have a good payoff because they made my top five list and they broke up. So <laughs> it's a very uh, interesting yeah. number for me. No, no, and I, I totally agree, and I, I love – it was just the most random pairing that they had with them when they both came into AEW and just pairing them together, but they work so well together as a team. Um, their dynamic in the ring as far as tag team moves together, like I like when he bounces off of uh, Keith's chest and does, you know, high-risk moves from up top, like that's just amazing, you know, or when he's holding them and he does his flip on the outside. I mean, that's just great tag team wrestling right there. So, um, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see where this feud goes in 2023. Yeah, I was definitely, so it was definitely a good year for tag team wrestling for sure. Uh, Proud and powerful. I would have put them on my list. I don't know if anyone else does, but um, yeah, unfortunately, Ethan, it was just for me the reason why they didn't make it into my top five was because things kind of didn't go their way this year. You know, they weren't a team or tagging like throughout the whole year. So it kind of like I said, that's why it kind of pushed them down a little bit. Where if they would have kept consistent throughout the year, they probably would be higher on my list. But unfortunately mm-hmm. then it cracked my top five. What about you guys? No, I'm not on my list. They're not in my top five, but I mean, they're in my top 10. But like you said, the inconsistencies um, just couldn't keep them in the top five for me. Kind of like you know, injury when that was Santana and also booking a little bit, a little bit of both. But yeah, that should have won a tag ties a long time ago. Yeah. And then you got all That's the individual kind of work too. by Ortiz too. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you really couldn't. Yeah, I hope it uh, feels like they, they, really they could have, they would have sucked together and kept being healthy i bet they would have been champions this year because it felt like jurassic express took their spot in a way that makes sense Uh it was like right after they got hurt and the whole jericho inner circle you know stuff happened so fortunately sorry ethan pride of powerful didn't make the top five this year hopefully next year they'll get back together but unfortunately it sounds like santana ortiz are no longer friends which almost reminds me of how um hawk and animal were for for the last fears of their their lives you know and hopefully they'll be able to say hey you know what i'm sorry you know we were child the road together friends are gonna fight even if we're not team let's still be friends and like let's keep the relationship going because you don't want to be your last day on earth and have a regret that you know i could have made amends to my tag team partner so hopefully they'll you know reconcile and come back because they were one of the best tag any roster like a lot of it, it's not even because of their their personal issues. It's just because of the booking in AEW. That Santana yeah. doesn't want to stay because of the booking. He's tired of doing the and, same old thing and I didn't, Jericho. And, and I didn't know, but did Santana get his release, or is he still fighting that? Uh, he is injured, so okay. I think they're going to add time to his contract. Uh, so he'll have to come gotcha. back when he's cleared. So Yeah. All right, so our number four pick... Um, who you want me to go first, or do you want to go first, Connor? Uh, I went last tonight, or did you? I went last, so I, I don't care. It'd be Adam's turn. We're going. Adam, Adam you want to go me. again? Well, no, like, <laughs> go first, saying, like, first was Adam, then me, then Wayne. Yeah, we'll just we'll just well, we'll keep that rotation then. All right, Adam, who is your number four pick? 
All right. Well, uh, we just mentioned them in a talk about it. And uh, my number four pick, even though they broke up as well, uh, Jurassic Express. Um, really? My, okay. Yeah. So they're not my number four uh, just because it was just so sudden with them being placed in that tag team title, you know, um, picture. Um, but, uh, you know, I, they being paired together and then having Christian as their mentor for a little bit, um, you know, kind of build the team a little bit. Um, I kind of, I actually, when they beat the Lucha, Lucha Bros, I kind of actually was excited. Um, cause I was like, cool, let's, let's give, you know, Jungle Boy Jack Perry a little bit of a title because now he's got a title on his book because the kid, the kid's a worker. And whether it was going to be a tag title or an individual title, I, I think the kid deserved a title regardless of his in-ring work. Um, so uh, with Jungle Express, I mean, and then you get the crowd behind them doing the whole, you know, jungle arm throwing thing. Like you get yeah. behind them and and the pyro is awesome. Their entrance was awesome. Um, and then obviously, you know, the little breakup they had with, you know, after losing the titles to um, the Young Bucks um, and Christian basically turning on Jungle Boy and, you know, Luchasaurus flip-flopping for like a week and then finally being complete heel. Um, but even they had a great payoff match at the Steel Cage uh, at Full Gear, which I, I believe is one of the top three Steel Cage matches I've ever seen in my life in professional professional yeah, wrestling. I agree. Um, the first one actually being, um, I think it was, was it Hogan and Bundy at WrestleMania 2 or 3? I want to say it was uh, that 2 because I think 3 was Sergeant Slaughter. Yes, you're right. So it was, yeah. Um, but obviously, that was my favorite steel cage match as a kid. Um, but that had to be on that list. Yeah, I mean, it was the it was very first one of the very first steel cage matches that was basically broadcasted. You know, minus the Jimmy Schnooker one. Um, but this one was definitely probably one of the best steel cage matches because it had that story to it. Um, but yeah, no, as a team. I loved Jungle Express. Um, I loved even having Christian there as their guide, you know, and basically as their mentor before the whole, you know, breakup and everything like that. But yeah. that, but they still had a good year minus their breakup in June. Um, but other than that, I mean, they held the titles from, I think, what was it? Um, February or March until like June. Yeah, so, I mean, so they, they had, had a few months. They had a good few months run with the tag titles. So, I mean, that's that's why they're number four on my list. So, you know, and that's one thing like Jurassic Express, like that was something that did hurt when they broke up. But looking at Jack Perry now, where, you know, he's really stepping up as a singles performer. So, I'm excited to see how, what the kid can do. Lugasaurus still looks like a monster. So, I'm curious to see how he's going to be booked because really they were booked consistently through the breakup they had the main story you know it's you know so like i'm glad that you're out there you're in your top you know five because like that's that whole story and i'm glad that we each have it's interesting we both each have a uh broken up tag team on our list so i think that's uh that just says a lot about AEW's booking that they actually put a lot of time and thought into you know how a breakup happens it's not just like a random oh i'm gonna turn on you or you know it it, it makes sense with the storytelling and uh, plus, Tarzan Boy is still one of the best entrance songs. Like I listen yeah, to it, I mean, it about at least twice a week. It gets it gets it gets the crowd into it. I mean, the whole crowd. You watch the the crowd, and they're they're all waving their hands and singing the oh, yeah. like they're behind it. And and I feel like that's that's the same thing I talk about the guns. Like the guns are doing their job, getting the crowd to hate them. 
Jungle Express was getting the crowd to love them, to go with their arms. And they were getting and I think they were, interaction. I mean, where they, they were going to get that. And it was bus. organic. And it was a gore, organic reaction, too. Nobody was like, you got to like these guys. No, it was organic. Everybody was getting into it. They loved it. And like I said, Jack Perry, I, I agree. I like to see where he's going. I, I noticed they're putting him up with a possibly new tag team with Hook. But I don't see that That's lasting it. too long. I think it's just going to be a short-term thing with the firm. And then once that's passed, I think Jack Perry goes on to be his own individual star. Which they need to, because both Hook and Jungle Boy are probably two of the top rising stars in that company. You know, they're still both, you know, really, you know, early 20s. So hopefully something will come of it. And hopefully, I would even love to see Hook and Jungle Boy. I bet there'll be at least some kind of pay-per-view match down the road. Or a special like Fighter Fest, uh, Battle of Belts 20. Depending on how they how they do it, but I think we're gonna see some kind yeah. of payoff between the two. And plus, Big Bill, yeah. like Big Bill slash W Morrissey, you know, just that interaction with Jungle Boy and then with Hook. It's like I said, it's it's gonna be fun to see. And we're, and we're getting a lot uh, topic here, but I like that story, and I, I'm glad that they're keeping Jungle Boy like mainly on the card. You know, he's me. On the you know show you know at least twice a month, you know so he's at least he's staying consistent. He's very you know with his booking. So glad that um, yeah glad that Jurassic Express made your list because Jungle Boy was one of my favorites um, this year as a tag team wrestler and an independent star. So uh-huh. all right, oh, <laughs> boy. No, yeah, I totally same. I totally agree, Dallas. I I don't want him in another tag team. I want to see him going as an own individual run and possibly win a title, whether it's Ring of Honor or in AEW. The kid's a standout talent on his own. He doesn't need to have um, like a monster or think, uh, a hook or anything like that. Um, so I think I said hook and it's me a jungle hook's gonna be a short term short term <laughs> team. Kind of like more Joe uh, was. I think it's gonna lead to a better story. So I'm excited. Yeah I think uh, I think Jurassic Express will reunite one day with Marco Stone, I believe one day. You're going to all three win the trio. I think so too. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Connor. Who uh, do you got? My number four team is the acclaimed. Uh, they had a very, well, Max Caster uh, for sure. Uh, I believe they had off and on injuries. Like Max Caster was injured one time, then Anthony Bowens was injured at one time. <laughs> they both had injuries, but then they were able to keep it consistent. They, uh, had a really overlong feud with the uh, the guns, but uh, it did have a good payoff in the end because they got to uh, go for the tag titles. They beat Stroke and Argory. Like that uh, was three matches. It was the first one at uh, All Out, and the second was at Dynamite Grand Slam, the third one was at Full Gear. All three matches were great. I was uh, I attended two of them, and uh, all three of them were great. Uh, with the acclaim and Max Caster's uh, promos, uh, definitely something like besides John Cena, like he's really made it in this modern era, era something of his. Uh, and they're both good wrestlers inside the ring, uh, especially Max Caster. He he has the uh, old fashioned was it uh, Randy Savage uh, elbow drop, uh, <laughs> yeah, the mic drop. It, uh, like Anthony Bowen is actually very good too. Like they're both actually very good in the ring. Uh, besides their, like some wrestlers, like all they can do is talk or they can just wrestle. They can't talk. They got it both. Uh, I think they claimed uh, 
I got close up the year's champion, obviously. Champions, obviously, because we only got two or three days in this year. But uh, they put a lot of the matches on. Uh, was it was on Rampage with Declaim, Private Party, and Butcher and Blade. That was a very good match. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see uh, who they go against next. It looks like it's going to be Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Um, he kind of buried Jeff Jarrett last night on Dynamite. When I seen, <laughs> that was uh, great. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, it's yeah, so man. bad that, Je- that Jeff Jarrett's wife, Karen Jarrett, even commented on it on social media. And Kurt yeah. Angle, did you see that? Because he was he was so mad about that. But like, well, you guys are the ones that decided to do this story, you know. So technically, yeah. like, it's fair game. It wasn't like he was calling her a yeah, you know, but a hussy. Yeah, it's yeah. fair game. It was. I thought it was hilarious. So for I did too. That's the Max Caster is like he's a good controversial. Like at least he knows has parameters of what he can and cannot say, but. When he said that line, like I've gone back and I've watched it a couple times today, and I'm like, I've popped every time I've heard that line. Like, so I was, I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, even when they were a heel team, like I loved them. Like I was just like, I can't hate these guys. Like they're entertaining. Like I, I don't care if they're supposed to be a heel tag team at the point at this point, but I just liked them. And I was fortunate enough. Connor was there too when they came to Nashville, <laughs> and they were dropping all the bombs on Nashville. And I was like, "This is great." And my friends who are oh, from yeah. Tennessee look at me and they go, "Get out!" Because <laughs> they're like, "You're supposed to hate them." I'm like, "No, these things are great. Like they crashed the Titans. Like it was hilarious." I was like, "Oh, good lord!" Yeah. So they have that. Like I said, it's just like we were talking with the Guns. Like they they were another team that got over naturally and. Uh-huh. When they when they started doing the acclaim symbol, and when you know Anthony Bowen, some random fan, or I think it was Max Caster, started doing the scissoring. I think he did it once, and next thing you know, fans constantly are asking for that scissor. Like mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like a rib. It was supposed to be a rib on, um, you know, it's supposed to be a rib, but no. Um, I just thought, like I said, it it was perfect because now everybody wants to scissor with with the acclaimed. You know, there's foam fingers. Like, they really, like, AW has done a good job on capitalizing on that team. And spoilers, they are on my list a little bit higher up. So I will go in more detail when it comes to for my turn for that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they claim definitely, like, so they've, they've, they've probably one of the most organic teams on the roster right now. Yeah, so, absolutely. I agree. So I think well, you're up. Yeah, so I'm going to go and then we'll. We'll do a little bit of filler while we wait for Connor to get back on since his internet's acting up. Uh, so, yeah. My number four is the Young Bucks. Okay. And the reason why they were a little bit lower on my list this year than in years past was because they had a lot more trios and more faction work this year. But they were also, like I said, booked consistently. You know, they had, you know, the feud that was supposed to be building with, um, you know, with Red Dragon before Bobby Fish decided to leave, like, and then you had everything happen with you know the tag teams like where they were going against you know Swerve Our Glory, Jurassic Express. You know they were really doing a good job about like I said staying consistent. And one thing like I said, I, I always like disagreed with people on this because I think the Young Bucks are one of the best selling teams on any company. Like yes, they are they re- are very choreographed, but when the time comes when they need to sell, especially with um, Matt and Nick Jackson both now doing the whole back spot where they say their back is hurt, 
So I thought they did a really good job um, this year, like being as a tag team in a unit. You know, they were the ones that like they were kind of also like separate, but they they were doing their own thing. Um, uh-huh. Like I said, I'm putting this is also putting everything that happened. Just letting you guys know in the comments section, this is putting aside something that stuff that's happened with CM Punk and that whole all that uh, mess. Um, but I thought the Bucks did a great job this year. Um, I thought they could do better. Their matchup for Ben Door was great. They they had some really good, you know, tag team trios, you know, singles matches. Like they were doing it all this year. So that's why they are my number four pick. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more on that. Um, having them in the top five. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, they have been doing a lot more trios, but I mean, for the better half of the year, they they had that tag team dynamic and they've had it um throughout the indies as well and you know people complain about their spot fest kind of stuff super kicks like that but it's what they're known for um people are like i gotta turn my tv off when the young bucks come on why their matches are entertaining whether it's whether it's um um tag team trios and hell even some individual matches um i know for for the time being like when they were leading up to that triple threat match between Red Dragon, Young Bucks, and Jungle Express, a lot of them had uh, some of them had three way dances. Um, I think it was Matt Jackson that had the three way dance with Jungle Boy and with Bobby Fish, or not Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. It was those three in the ring, and it was probably one of the best um, um, uh, triple threat match I've ever seen. Um, I, 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 literally one of the best three-way dancers. Every single one of them put on a great show, and Matt shows that he can work individually too. Um, so it's also the 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 fact that the young bucks as individuals can put on good matches as well. It doesn't have to be a tag team, but they when you put them together, it's way beyond a hundred percent better when they're in a tag team. Yeah. So they're the ones that you can't really break up. Like they can't be like their own individual stars. Like I can't see Matt well, without Nick. They did go against her one time on BTE. Matt yeah, Jackson but that's BTE. They went. Yeah. They went around the house. Uh, someone got run over by a golf cart. You know, they <laughs> went all over the house. I think that was during the pandemic yeah. too. It was very entertaining. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Watching. Besides that, from that, yeah. Besides <laughs> from that, like you, you don't want to separate them because that's why they left Impact Wrestling for that short stuff. Was they wanted to mm-hmm. do what they did with Je- Jeff and Matt, and I'm glad that they stuck to their guns because stuck for Matt and Jeff, it's kind of worked, but they've always relied more on Jeff. You know, they, they've always relied more on Jeff. Matt was always either creative mind, but they were always more focused on you know Jeff getting the title reign. It really wasn't until really Impact when they started being their own things where Matt actually got more popular than Jeff at one point because of Broken Matt Hardy. So like well, I said, uh, I. Wasn't like 2014 when they both, yeah, because Jeff was more like in TNA, but then in 2014, yeah, 2015, yeah. Matt went over together and then he got a world title, thing with EC3. And so, yeah, yeah, like I said, so hopefully, maybe next year, um, if legal things go right, all, hopefully the Hardys will be on our list because they didn't make it this year. The next cast was getting a little stale. I, I disagree. Like, where did, where did the, this duck get in? I'm confused. Like, I'm very, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and even uh, Ethan asked a duck. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what that was. So well, I guess this is a perfect segue then, um, since yeah. we're moving into number three. Because crazy enough, the Young Bucks are my number three. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I was very entertained. I, I don't find them stale at all. Um, I enjoyed their tag team work when they were in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, that's where I discovered them was Pro Wrestling Gorilla of where they were back in, back when they were wrestling. And it was their matches against um, Candice LeRae and I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, guy with no, he, it was a different guy. He's very really? big in trouble right now. Uh, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, they I'm were called the uh, no, they were called yes. Um, they were called the world's cutest couple or world's cutest tag team. Um, but I keep forgetting their his name. Um, hold on, I'm gonna do a quick Google ch- uh, search because Google is our friend. Uh, remember that people, Google is our friend. Uh, here we go. Uh, the world's cutest. Uh, I got to go my tag. I will agree. Mac, Mac oh, stale. it's um Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan. Thank you. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so no, yeah, uh, and he's in trouble. It's a name <laughs> that you kind of don't say in the wrestling community, but I had to for this segment. I never um, really thought much of him. I didn't either. He, oh, his shtick was just being gross. I like it was entertaining with the with the lollipop and the for, but like him and Candice LeRae <laughs> versus the Young Bucks, you have to watch the match where the where Young Bucks defended their PWG tag titles against them in like a no DQ match. And because the Young Bucks are known for their super kicks, they put on wrestling boots that had thumbtacks on the bottom oh and super kicked oh, Candice LeRae in the head, busted her head wide open. Now, with that, that's when I was like, holy cow, who are this tag team? And it was the Young Bucks. So I followed them there. And this year, even though like they did do a lot of trios matches, for the most of the year, they did tag matches. And like I said, and yeah. Connor, you mentioned it earlier, the best tag match I've seen and I've actually seen in my life was that triple threat um, at Revolution between the Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Jungle Express. Um, and I stand by that. That's the best triple threat uh, tag match I've seen in a long time since probably the second tables, ladders, and chair matches with the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys. Um obviously those two matches the first TLC match with those teams and then the second one are obviously my top two but honestly that one moved to third because just everything like the young bucks you can call them you can call them and you can call them stuntmen I see a lot of people call them stuntman um, which a lot of people say they got a spot fest but guess what those spots make people stand in the crowd I mean, when you get and we talk about how you get a reaction from a crowd, the young bucks are doing that, whether they're liked or hated. I mean, heck, we'll talk about the debacle. I mean, they when they came back at full gear, what was that crowd chanting? <laughs> you <laughs> know, mixed, like they mixed, get that man. it was mixed, but for the loudest time, you could hear what they were chanting originally. Yeah. So you know the bucks have that support, you know. Um, but you know, again, it's it's entertainment. I hate to say that, but it's also entertaining wrestling and the young bucks can do that. And, and honestly, we, we've been seeing it in this best of seven series as a trios match that the young bucks are, you know, even with Omega with them, the young bucks are still putting on those spots that keep people entertained. Well, at wrestling, one thing that I think people forget about wrestling is that there's so many different styles with it. You can have the grapplers like Claudio. You can have the high flyers like Dante Myron or the Young Bucks. You know, there's so many types of wrestling out there that, you know, that, that I think that's what people forget is there's it's, a, it's like almost like a buffet. So it's almost like think about it, Undertaker had the choke slam had a few moves that he has to hit every time. You know, look at the Usos. People really talk highly of the Usos 
And they do the same thing as the Bucks do, except for they, they just do a little bit at a slower pace. You know? I think uh, what really separates the Young Bucks, like they'll do it the main ones that like they'll do a, uh, they'll get super kicked and they'll get up in like two seconds and they'll do another super kick and they'll, but they don't, I guess the selling to some degree, I can see. Cause like when you get hit with, well, kind of like, kind of like last night with the Warlow, like if you get hit with the <laughs> pipe on your knee, you are not going to be doing a move off the top rope and you're, gonna, you're not going to be doing that. Your knee is going to be out of it. Uh, but but yeah, there's times when they do sell really well, though. That's the thing. It's like the young there's times are, when they do, do a good job sell. They're just. Uh, I mean, look at the and and look at the the selling of the ankle with the the hammer, and that they they targeted right. that ankle during that that trios match. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and he was selling it afterwards, yeah. like he was selling it afterwards. They had him help him to the back. He was I, selling it still. I think the young books are a very different tag team that maybe like old school fans aren't used to, but mm-hmm. we're not in 1999 anymore. <laughs> like things have progressed. We're not doing a uh, was it King Kong Bundy and Andre? We're not. We're not doing that no more. <laughs> we've progressed. Where we, I mean, King Kong Bundy and Andre Jim was legends, but we're not in that yeah. no more. Even yeah, you hear that, Jim Cornette? We're moving on, Jim Cornette. Move on. Like, but some, it's okay. You can still watch FTR. You'll be fine. I like FTR. I, I think they're the better tag team between them and the Young Bucks. Uh, we'll get there, but. Uh, but Young Buck and FTR are very different tag teams. Very, very, very different. They're not the same style. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like Pat Patterson said, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, basically, like, when the times move on, you don't want to be stuck. Like, left in time, you got to move on. Yeah. Which uh, some people are just, uh, that's their hook and, By the way, I wasn't bad-mouthing Jim Cornette. I don't hate the guy. I just don't agree with some of his opinions on the business. No. And like I said, wrestling's got to change and evolve. And I think that's why a lot of people haven't came back to it. Because they're still stuck with the Monday Night War. And the thing is, is a lot of companies, mainly the other product, they don't want to have individual stars or individual talent. You know, really, there's maybe a handful of people out there that you would say, oh, when you think wrestling now, you think, oh, like a John Cena, Stone Cold, The Rock. Like, you know, when people mention wrestling nowadays, they usually will bring up Roman Reigns. Here's the one. Mm-hmm. They'll bring up Brock Lesnar. They'll bring up Cena. They'll bring up CM Punk. They'll oh, bring up occasionally Moxley. You I know, will they'll say, bring uh, up a lot of the uh, Jericho. Jericho. Well, if you, the, uh, the Rampage demographic, like the, Younger, the younger uh, demographic is growing, so uh, like a lot of kids growing up today are gonna household names for them will be like Moxley, MJF, Darby. Hopefully, so they got all these newer fans. And I, I seen a kid at uh, I went to eat somewhere, and he saw at an AEW show, and he was talking about Darby Allen. He's like four or five years old. He said, "What Darby Allen?" So next 10, 20 years, you know, AEW guys will be household names. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I hope for because if you look at like people like Darby, um, you know, MJF, they're very standout, like how Punk was or how Jeff Hardy or how like, they have that specific, you know, that specific thing that, like, oh my gosh, like this guy has cool face paint. What's this guy going to do? Oh my gosh, like he just did a flip off the top rope into the, like, like he's, you know, laying in a coffin. But so, I will say, if everyone's the same, it's not interesting. No, no, 
I mean, well, if everyone does the same generic wrestling moves in the same in all the matches, you're watching the same match back to back to back. I guess it's as simple as that. Yeah. There's only so many hip tosses I can take in a match. And drop to hold or arm or arm <laughs> drags, which is funny though because yeah. when you look at wrestling schools, like and I watch videos of wrestling schools and everything, like because mm -hmm. I'm kind of interested in maybe getting my body in better shape and maybe going to a wrestling school. I don't know. Um, Let's do I it. I know there's a few. Like there's trios. a few here in there's a few here in Florida. I would love to go check out and everything mm -hmm. like that. Um, which uh, side note, uh, Team 3D actually has their school here in florida i forgot they have the um, 3d academy down there i forgot about that that's that's yeah so um but if you watch these these wrestling school tapes they're teaching the same thing though the basics the tie up the arm the the arm drag you know the arm drag and then like you said a hip toss you know they're running the ropes constantly they're doing the you know the running the ropes the taking a bump you know the simple stuff and then eventually what's what you're watching is you're seeing people taking the littlest things from what they learned in wrestling school and kind of twisting it in their own way of what are my limitations in the ring what can i what moves can i do and what moves can i not do that's why you don't see a lot of people doing like flips outside you know because they don't feel comfortable i've seen i've seen matches where people try to dive through the rope and they've never done it before and they botch. They get their foot yes. caught on the bottom rope, or they're too yes. short. And now the other person has to save. Like it's it's bad. So it's it's be comfortable of what you can do in the ring. Like think, that, but but like he says, you see the simplest things. I think Dusty Rhodes is the best person that said if you do not do anything, you cannot do. Like that's just setting up an embarrassment. You're like sometimes the guys sell the move that they botch and makes the person that sells it look the most stupider. The person that botched Randy Orton. Who was it? Jinder Mahal. I did that. But uh, yeah. I will say, if you're interested in training, definitely be prepared for those ropes. Yeah, no, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I, it, like, for maybe uh, three, four months, those ropes killed. Like, you, you just, like, I just literally fell to the ground. Like, it was so, but eventually you get used to it. Like, it just becomes. Mm -hmm. nothing. I just right. I just hope my height doesn't keep me back. <laughs> but it's very interesting because Same. like from watching uh like I first said that like I told him like oh yeah like I could do that. Getting there and doing it is a whole different but it, <laughs> but it isn't easy and it isn't hard. Yeah. It's it's definitely a, a very cool experience. To, at least. And and Florida has a lot of good places to train. Mm -hmm. So all right, I think All we're right. Connor, Connor, right for your, his number three. Yeah, What's your number three. I'm just a jump scene about for a second. Number three for me was the Lucha Bros. Uh, oh, yeah, we are on the same page. The Lucha Bros. Uh, they should have never lost titles that soon. I had them for 123 days. Uh, I thought they could have had a longer reign because it took them a while to get them, uh, but. I was expecting them to revisit the Santana and Ortiz and Lucha Bros feud and impact and Santana and Ortiz beat Lucha Bros and then Jurassic Express beat Santana and Ortiz, but that's not the case. Um, but Lucha Bros is my favorite tag team. Like outside of AEW, since I've, I've known them since they were in Lucha Underground and Impact. Uh, those guys, especially Phoenix, Phoenix is the best high flyer in all of wrestling probably, besides maybe Will Ospreay. And a few others, but uh, Phoenix is uh, 
He's every one of a kind. And Pentagon, he's just as good. Uh, very creative mind to his characters. Uh, what, what, what was the character that he played? Uh, it's kind of like a darker character. What was that called? And uh, oh, uh, came out with the Paul Bear stuff, kind of like. Are you I about the character's name. Yeah. Pentagon. Oscura, yeah, Oscura. I think it's uh, dark. I think that's what it means in Spanish. In Spanish, yeah. is dark is what it would Oscura means because I took Spanish for a while, and I think that's what it means in Spanish is is dark. So penta dark. Yeah, and uh, you know, if they wanted to, Phoenix could become all Atlantic, and Penta could become TNT. If they're good enough to go singles or tag trios, in this scenario with which they are now. Uh, but the Lucha Bros are since day one they've been one of the best tag teams in AEW. Uh, and I'm glad they're getting the push that they deserve with the trios tag, uh, constantly in feuds. Uh, again, I've loved I've loved the Lucha Bros since before they were even in AEW. Uh, but this year the Lucha Bros has done a lot with the House of Black, uh, the Elite now, um, Just Express. Yeah, that was the match that uh was it Phoenix gets into his arm, you know, but like blurred it out. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, and this year that this year they added uh, Alex Abrahentes to their group. Uh, it was very interesting. That. I would never thought that they would put someone like that, and it, and it worked, but it's worked. Uh, Penta but, says, yeah, that's what they should be doing with. Uh, well, I'm not gonna get into that. But anyways, the Lucha Bros are very great tag team this year. They put banger after banger match on. Um, yeah, I got the Lucha Bros at number three. Yeah, um, I'm gonna just kind of go briefly over it because my number three pick was the Lucha Bros as well. I'm, it's kind of interesting. Like me and Connor are on the same frequency apparently on a couple things tonight. So um, I liked, like I said, I, I liked everything they've done this year. You know, I wish, like I said, Connor said like. I wish they could have held the titles a little bit longer because it felt like their reign was still just kicking into the next gear when they lost it kind of abruptly. Um, they, like I said, they've had great matches as you know, with just duos, trios. Um, you know, crowd of course loves everything that they do, especially um, with you know, especially Phoenix. Phoenix is just memorizing as soon as he does something in the ring, his flips, kicks, like. He does a really good job about that. So I'm going to have to say, like I said, they're my number three. Connor touched on it perfectly. So I just want to add my few little two cents before I get on to our two twos. So um, I do want to I say, did a good uh, job this year. Go, go ahead, I Connor. Do, I do want to say, uh, please be cautious of what you comment. Uh, I've already blocked two people tonight. I don't want to block anyone, anyone else, but please be cautious of what you comment and what you think is mature. For whatever age you are, and uh, yeah. Oh well, no, and I was gonna piggyback off of you guys. Uh, surprisingly, uh, my my top two, neither one of them was the Lucha Bros. Um, Ooh, I just want to put okay. it out there. Uh, they did make my top ten, but number six. Um, they barely cracked the top five, and and I want to touch upon it before I get to my number two, if that's okay. Um, of I totally agree with you guys. I am a huge fan of the Lucha Bros. Um, I like Connor said, I love them in Lucha Underground. Um, I loved um, Penta. 
uh, his his build in Lucha. I mean, he was the Lucha Underground champion, I think, like twice or three times. I think Ray was a champion once there. Um, but their dynamics were awesome in, in in Lucha, and then they became the tag team. And I really think they had a great 2021. And like you said, yes, they should have held the title longer. However, the reason they're not in my top five, and it's a, a crappy reason, but due to that injury to Ray Phoenix, it kind of put a damper on a lot of plans for them, I believe. Um, I do feel like they probably could have won the titles back, but because Phoenix was shelled for a while, Penta had to go on his own. And then yeah. you get into the storyline of Penta having to do battle with the House of Black and then bringing Pack into it. And then once Ray came back, it de- then became that faction, Death Triangle. So the Lucha Bros were kind of lost in that shuffle of being part of that Death Triangle um, House of Black feud. Um, and now they're pretty much doing the same with them against you know the elite but the lucha brothers are still there there's they're still that team that i actually love watching i've loved all their individual ma- matches hell that match between um dante and ray phoenix um i think it was during like an eliminator or something like that but that singles match they had holy cow was it awesome and yes. ray phoenix did awesome dante martin did awesome and that's just good chemistry that Ray Phoenix has individually. And the same with Penta. Penta put on some bangers. I mean, think about it. Penta against John Moxley was a great match. It was a fantastic match. Um, so, yeah, so that's all I'm going to say on the Lucha Bros. Uh, they didn't crack my top five, but they're, they're six. Um, but moving on um, to number two, which may come as shockers, you guys, but number two, Scissor Me Daddy-O is the acclaim. Oh, um, dude, we are <laughs> the same again. <laughs> Um, honestly, I mean, I mean, what else can we say about the acclaim? Um, other than everybody loves the acclaim, um, it's it's that build, it's that it's the Nash, it's the natural getting over with the crowd, and that team did it. Here's another instance of two guys coming into a company and just pair it up with each other, and it worked. And it worked like to a benefit because you watch them in their their indie scene. They both wrestled independently. They never teamed in indies. They all did individual matches. But you bring them to AEW and Tony's like, I'm putting you together because there's something about you guys. And it worked. When they started off as a heel team, guess what? They got booed. But guess what? The crowd reacted, booing them. And then they get over naturally because you paired them up with one of the most hated teams in the AEW, and that's the Guns. And then they kind of got over natural after that, and they kind of <laughs> got that face turned away from the guns because nobody nobody likes the guns. So that, it actually worked. Guns. It actually worked to turn them face. And then obviously pairing them with a legend like Billy Gunn and then having the whole scissor me daddy-o thing, holy crap, like organically just a great push. And now they're tag team champions, which I feel was a long time coming for them because – They've basically been there for almost since almost day one um, of yeah, AEW, and you know, as a team, and them just firing on all cylinders. You know, anytime, um, like we said, injuries happen, both of them would go off individually and put on some good matches. They they're both great in the ring. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see who they feud with after this whole Jay Lethal and Slap Nuts Jeff Jarrett debacle that's going on right now, because we all know neither one of those. Those two are not going to take the titles from them. Um, I will say, I, I like I said, I'm very intrigued. And honestly, I know we're over it, but I want to revisit the guns versus versus they acclaimed again. Um, just because they're both in different spot, they're both in different mindsets and like picture now. Um, 
based off the where they gone with their paths. You know what I mean? So now the guns are not part of with their dad, and they did the firm, and now they beat FTR. And then you got the Acclaim, who's the most over tag team right now in all uh, in in AEW, and honestly, may eventually took over all of wrestling. <laughs> I'm waiting yeah. for that, even though I have much respect for the Usos because they are a good team as well. But again, the Acclaim just naturally get over. You know, with the acclaim, like I said, they've like I said they naturally get over every week. You know, I don't think Max Caster has gone stale. I love the music videos they do with every big feud. The one they did with Jeff Jarrett last night was great. The, the of course the one that they did um like I said with Darby and Sting, you know, that like I said, it just it was everything just made sense with them. And I was gonna say, uh, you mentioned like the music videos. My favorite one was the uh, face of the face of the face of the revolution 2021 when uh, uh Max Castro with Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and Cody Rhodes. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Like he's he's like I said, like they're both very talented in their own ways, and just for them to randomly get you know put together. They didn't know each other beforehand. For them to randomly get put together and to see the relationship they have as like tag team and just as brothers in the ring, you know, everything is great. You know, everybody loves the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. You know, you know, for me, that's why they're number two. Like they they really took, you know, every shot this year. And when they lost the first opportunity to have the tag belts, I think Tony was testing him to see how the crowd would react with that, you know, that win. And then finally to see them win it and that pop they had, you know, I'm so glad they won it. And I'm hoping they have a good reign. You know, I, I think they're probably going to, if I think if they naturally lose it, you know, to FTR, which I think is the direction they're probably going to go. I'm hoping cross my fingers, but I think coming March, I think they'll go up against FTR and probably lose the belts then. But I think it'd be a good solid reign where, you know, they got brought up as a good team. There would be they're always better in the chase. They're, they're one of those kind of faces right now. They're better in that chase to get back to that belt. So yeah, I the acclaim is number two for me. You know, me and Adam are on the same page again. So <laughs> Adam, scissor me, Daddy Adam. <laughs> Adam. You're up on this corner, so, sorry. Oh, all right. Yeah. But but yeah, so that's our number twos. Let's see. Uh, you, Ethan ask. Sorry. I've I've thought about that too. Uh, I don't think a lot of people who signed it a do we know would have not got signed because uh, the, the direction the, the direction they were going was Brody Lee and Matt Hardy was going to be signed because it was supposed to debut uh, in the same place. Uh, but Lee Johnson, Eddie Kingston, um, Nick Camarada, Aaron Solo. Let's uh, can go on and on. Uh, yeah. But maybe in a sense that was a good thing. Uh, when it's it's not a good thing the pandemic happened. No, it is not. I wish it would never <laughs> happen. But uh, yeah. it is some good some good things did come out of it. Um, we never would have got a stadium stampede match. That's for sure. Um, yeah, uh, and they were there they since twenty twenty. after double 20, or nothing. Twenty nothing. Yeah, they yeah twenty twenty. Yeah. So, ba- but but they, it launched in twenty nineteen. So they basically came like maybe yeah. like a few months or a year after it was launched. Yeah, I think they. Uh, pretty, but they were but they but they were brand but they were brand new to and they yeah, literally had been there since like literally a homegrown tag team. I think basically. it was. Uh, yeah. I remember seeing them together like 
Although like they were there as singles first, uh, double or nothing after double or nothing twenty twenty. First was Max Caster and uh, Anthony Bowen singles, and then I believe uh, right before like two three weeks three four weeks after double or nothing twenty twenty, they uh, put them together. They, they, they did this rap and no one was on board with it, but they kept on on and on and on. Tony Tony knew what he was doing. Uh, Tony's not dumb as people think he is. Uh, he put those two together like that. That was his idea. They were never a tag team before AEW, uh, and they've they've gelled very very good together. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're much deserved tag team champions. Sure. Very true. All right, Connor, what, what's your number two? Uh, who is my number two? <laughs> I know who they are. Da, 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 hey, da, 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 da. <laughs> Oh, uh, my number two was Jurassic Express. Oh, okay, interesting. I feel like their run was uh, it was once they be, I thought they were gonna have to toss it till the end of the year. Um, uh, they won the uh, well, it's supposed to be the Hardys, and uh, but what happened happened, and um, uh, I thought they were never gonna lose them. They like I have the tag team uh, how the fences. Yeah, it's um. Here they are, right? Yeah, they had they went against the Dark Order, Private Party, Gun Club, Young Bucks, and Red Dragon. The Acclaim, Red Dragon, Starks and Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerved. Young Bucks, Hobbs and Starks and Swerved. Um, at least not. I mean, was that like? Had at least ten title offenses. That's a, yeah. That's at least ten. Yeah, and a lot of a, all those matches were great matches, like the Revolution match. Yeah. They're uh, both matches and against Hobbs and uh, I, I think they overdid that the third time they did it. But each match was great. Um, every match brought something different, uh, and mostly all the title defenses were on Rampage, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, but I thought they were going to close the years as champion. I, I didn't think they was going to lose them. Um, Plot twist. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the swerve and them beat them, didn't they? Yeah, swerve. Uh, but Jurassic Express, I think they'll get back together one day. Uh, but they've been a heck of a year this year. Uh, from, from when they were together this year, they had a heck of a year. They were they were mainly tag champions this entire year. Uh, well, I guess for the, half of the year they were. Uh, the swerve and them didn't win them until... Uh, like right before round four, almost all out. Um, and Jungle Boy, I believe he's going to be a great single star. Uh, Luchasaurus is going to be two, I think. Uh, so singles tag. Um, yeah, I got the I got Jurassic Express as number two. And, and right. I kind of yeah, I I kind of like that storytelling too. Of they lost the tag titles to the Young Bucks, but it's that long storytelling that Tony Khan likes of. Hey, remember when Christian was eliminated by Jungle Boy in the Battle Royal yeah. the year before? Let's pair them up and have him as the mentor of both of them and kind of from the inside get his revenge. So, I mean, I, I honestly thought that was great long, long, long-term storytelling. Been AEW fans since day one, 2019. I've had the promotion has grown four years. Probably about. Well, great to uh, – well, thank you for watching. Awesome. One thing. Uh, yeah, First welcome. time here and – uh, have have we all been fans of AEW since day one here, twenty nineteen? Yep. Since they, yeah, uh, yeah. 
same with me. Uh, I'm a fan. Twenty. I say this every time. January first, twenty nineteen, <laughs> twelve a.m. when they announced it on BTE. Um, yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, in eleven years, it brought brought me back to the U.S. professional wrestling after eleven years away. Wow. That's awesome. So I so I kind of to to answer that your question of since day one, um, I didn't really get back into wrestling in AEW until maybe towards the end of year one of AEW. Um, basically, I think it was um, the, um, the the main where where John Moxley debuted. Um, I think that's where I got really into it because I was a big Mox fan, um, and so was- that that. That was what? What was that? Was that Double or Nothing? The first show. Yeah, no, so the it was first double paper or nothing. Thing. Yeah, yeah, so it was double. It was a double or, or all or nothing or whatever it was. I keep it was, it was double, double or nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah so their nothing. first paper, their first pay per view. Like when I saw that John Moxley debuted in AEW, I'm like, okay, now they have John Moxley, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Jericho. They've got Kenny Omega. They've got all these stars from all these promotions. I have to watch this promotion. And yeah. and like the like our the viewer just said like yeah like I left pro I probably stopped watching pro wrestling in 2014 2015 like I stopped like I was just like I can't I can't do it anymore you know the product's stale um, I try to find alternatives with Impact you know and even you know Lucha I got I turned into Lucha Underground and started watching Lucha Underground that that kind of kept me at my pace with pro wrestling so. Um, but yeah, no, when AEW launched, it was probably double or nothing is when I finally looked at that product and said, I have to watch this promotion. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I, um, like I said, for me, like once Cody left, um, WWE, I followed him over to the independent scene, watched a lot of his matches, in new Japan. So to have, like I said, to, for, and to have Cody, like introduce me to the young bucks, Kenny Omega. Like I kind of heard the, the stories of Bullet Club, and I was always seeing you know the, that black and white T-shirt, and then just came a fan of just the independent style, and with the independent style, like that's why I love AEW. It has a lot of the great moments, matches that I liked in New Japan, and with some of the TNA matches and just stuff. Even in England, there was some really cool stuff happening over in Britain where you'll see like matches like with Cody. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, like Kurt Angle, like they had a lot of this like great moments over there. And when they announced AEW, it just took off. And I'm glad it, I, I was hoping it'd be a lot further along, but hopefully soon we'll get back to AEW. Rio versus Nala for the inaugural AEW Women's title sold me. It's an overlooked match in AEW history. It's one of my favorite, it's one of, but it's one of my favorite women's matches along with Rosa and Britt. It's up match. Yeah, that. I think yeah, that put, yeah. That put the women's division to a whole nother level after the lights out match for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think the hard part with the Rio and Nyla match was a lot of people dogged on Rio just because of her size. Size, course, yeah. I thought, the they made, I thought they were going to make the belt like custom size for her because she's like, her holding the title. Like she's really small. I thought I was going to be the custom. No one WWE does that, but they kept the title where it was. But I like Rio. She. Well, she's, I think she's lost a little bit more weight now than when 2019. Yeah. Uh, but I like Rio. Yeah. Just hope, I just wish she'd be able to be in the States more. <laughs> you pair yeah, up yeah for sure. They, they can't ever, everyone, everyone wants them to use them, but they can't use them if you keep on going back and forth. It's hard to use anyone. 
Sure. That's why Archer, Rio, Zakazaki. Clance Archer will, will be back um, in January. It's next coming month. He'll be back. Mm-hmm. If he don't go back again. <laughs> right. All right. So, <laughs> let me ask you this. Are we all in agreement about FTR being the number one tag team of the year? Yep. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do you guys want me to start with? Yeah, do you guys want me to start with my my some of my points? Listen, yes, holding please, three yeah. titles in in three different promotions, you're you're bound to be the the best tag team of the year. Um, and, and basically, even going to all these promotions, being able to do that, the freedom that they had, you know, with Tony being like, hey, you got three titles in three different promotions, go promote them because you guys are literally workers. Um, I mean, Dax Hardwood has had some of the best individual matches I've ever seen on TV. Um, you know, um, and and I'm telling you right now, meeting those guys in person a long a while ago, back when they were, you know, in the other company, you know, and they were in town in Chicago, and I met them and said, "Oh my God, huge fan of you guys! I, I think you guys are probably one of the coolest tag teams I've ever seen." Um, that was back when they were known as the revival. Um, but I'm like, dude, I, I love your guys' tag team style. I love it. It's hard hitting. It's 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 power. It's it's great. It's old school tag team that I love. And they told me, they said, well, I appreciate that. And I got a picture with them and I don't know where that picture is. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, knew I knew I was like, if these guys ever leave this company, they're gonna be okay because they're gonna win tag team gold somewhere, you know. Um, and, and honestly, the feud they had with the Briscoes, holy cow. I, oh I don't know if it gets God. any better than than that kind of that, that kind of style when you've got not one but two banger matches with the with the same teams. Uh, you know that two out of three falls or all three. I mean the first one was great, but that two out of three falls one was yeah. tremendously was tremendously a big step up. And honestly, that dog collar match, I had to go back and rewatch it before I had to yeah. make this list. Well, not before I made this list, but just to go back, just because I made the list, and I'm like, okay, I want to go watch that match again because I love FTR. Um, but yeah, no, a team like that, and we talk about it that we hope they win tag team gold. In my honest opinion, I think they've done enough, you know. And I, I've heard that you know Dax wants some some lighter schedules just so he can spend time with his daughter. He 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 loves that girl to death, yeah. and he wants to see more of her. We got to remember these are human beings. They, they want their lives, you know, they want to have their own lives too outside of the business. And they understand that. And I would be okay if they took some time off from AEW, did a lighter schedule. They got spent more time for family. And then once they got that rest and that lighter schedule and that time, let's bring them back. You know, let's, let's bring them back. Let's shoot them to the moon. You know, let's get them those AEW tag titles again, you know, before they finally go, all right, we're done. You know, so Honestly, I, there's no argument that FTR had probably the best year as a tag team in all of pro wrestling. And to think yes. of it, like a lot of it wasn't even in AEW. Nearly any of it was in AEW. Like sometimes in AEW, the hype isn't like how big the wrestlers are isn't always, they don't match it up with their push. Sometimes in AEW. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I want to point out this comment. FTR had ties in AAA and New Japan Pro Wrestling, two promotions who can't politically work with each other. That's history. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, it's true. That's though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's true, but it's two promotions that are just like, you know what? We got a team that has both these titles. We're okay because they put the work in, they, they understand that they're workers 
and that they have commitments to, to other places, if that's how it is. You just got to let them go because they have commitments yeah. to that. You can't deny someone that. It's kind of like saying, you know, if someone's thirsty and they need water, and technically water is free. You can't be like, nah, you can't have water. Like, you can't do that. It's just like <laughs> these guys are going to work, and they they do great work in both in both in all of the promotions they're in, no matter where they are. So that's why I said, like, I I don't mind if they take some time off and do some lighter schedule work. You know, they've earned it for the year yeah. that they had. No. They probably made more money than any other tag team this year. Like oh, I said, they've, they've done it all, man. Like they, one of the nicest teams I've met too, because I met them. They were like one of the first uh, wrestlers I ever had the chance to meet. And they were very cool. They're awesome to everybody in line, to my fiance. You know, they, like they had that energy about them. And then to go in and watch them lose the titles to the Briscoes here at the pay-per-view I'm going to plug a little quick. If you haven't watched our vlog yet for uh, for Final Battle, go watch that because I documented that match the best I could with where I was sitting. And just being in that crowd, people were behind that whole match. Those guys gave a lot to this business this year. They took a lot of hits. When I saw them at Dynamite because they were doing the meet and greet at Dynamite that following, you know, that following week, like they looked like they had just gone through a battle. Those guys put a lot of time and effort into not just you know wrestling and on their bodies, but looking look what they did with the acclaimed. They brought the acclaimed up to their level. Okay, the acclaimed was was already a great team, but they just brought it up even further. So for them to do that and not be selfish like like a lot of teams or people in the business are. Like you gotta have a lot of respect for them for that reason. Kind of throwing kayfabe a little bit out the window on that one. Um, and like I said, even their match with the guns, like you know, I'm wanting to see something that comes out of that. Like I want to see if they'll build on that. You know, they're still being heavily shown and pushed, even with all the rumors going on. Um, and I saw somebody in the comment section mention, would CM Punk still be? Would he still come back? Yep, Ethan mentioned it. Would oh. CM Punk still come back if FTR isn't there? You know, I th- with what it sounds like on Twitter because I uh, in our group, group chat I shared the post. Um, Dax it even said, "Hey, I want to make I want us to sit down, make things up with the elite, and we got we shake hands, make money." And Punk put ditto, oh. so it doesn't sound like Punk's out of there. And I think FTR, I think they'll take a little yeah, bit of a break. Both groups heal up and then come back and just make I money. Think, and just have I, think gonna, I think Dax Harwood's going to make it happen. And he comes back. Dax Harwood's going to do it. I, 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 everyone's crapping on. Everyone's crapping on Dax Harwood right now for some of the stuff he I says, mean, but but he's the middleman because he understands the business. He understands yes. this is going to make money. If it's going to make us money, it's going to make the company money. It's going to be good for everybody. And I, I guarantee you, majority, 99.9% of the fans want it. Um, like we talk about it, it with ratings. I mean, ratings they skyrocket. They skyrocket with punk. I mean, it's the, uh, it's the simplest thing. You know, like I'm this. still indifferent about punk, but you know what? If he comes back and him and the elite can make amends and it's all because of Dax, Imagine so the numbers. Be it. So be yeah. it. I will allow that. Because like everybody wants to I've got goosebumps thinking about it now. <laughs> yes, yeah. but that's just the power that FTR has in the wrestling business. Yes. They went from shaving yes. each other's backs 
and you know yeah, I don't losing the title to Hawkins and Ryder, <laughs> two of the best tag yeah. team champions in any promotion this year. Like I was so upset when they lost to the Usos, but then again, I think it's all you know it's all opinion based with PWI charts. But what like mm-hmm. they had a better year than the Usos. Like the Usos had a lot of victories and they had a lot of matches, which is fine. But when they're just all house show matches that don't make sense. Dude, look at what FTR did. They've won so so much gold this year. They've won so many matches. They've had a lot of great feuds, and they put over talent. When did, have you seen the Usos put over a new tag team? Only new day. Profits was yeah, last one I saw. Just new day. The storyline with New Day was pretty much it. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe they can hear. I don't they... think. I don't. So I'm going to kind of disagree with Max here. I don't think the tag division is dead. I just I just think it's 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 a little stale at the point right now. I don't think I it's think completely the, uh, dead. I like I don't think so. You've 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 you you got more focus on trios right now than you got tag team, which is the big issue. Um, where really, you got yeah, where you got more of a trios kind of picture going on in AEW than you do a tag team. I and I don't think you. I don't think if they leave, it's going to be dead. It's just going to be a little more step below trios. I believe the trios because you got to remember the trios titles are brand new. And they want to put those on screen as much as possible. You know, everybody's familiar. Oh, the F, the the AEW tag titles. You know, they they know what's there. But with the trios, they want to put more focus on it. You know, oh, and sure. so that's why I don't think it's dead. It's just stale right now, just below the trios titles. I will yeah, say I if, uh, if I will say if FTR is done, they need Santana and Ortiz. But they don't have a choice. Like besides the acclaimed and the Gun Club, who do they? I can't think of anyone. The Bucks, best friends, but they're all the Bucks, really best friends. Like, I mean, we'll see, like a lot of them are in trios. That's the, like that's the that's one thing that. Tri- but, but that's I, the thing you need to break them off the, and have them do some. That's the thing stuff. the brand split. Well, never mind. Uh, that's something we have in the works. That's what they need. That uh, yeah, we'll, we'll separate. A brand can focus on trios. Another brand can focus on tag teams. You can focus on all the titles. Uh, but I think FTR is going to stay. They're going to sign new contracts, but they'll maybe. Uh, they won't be they might take, Yeah, but they, they're going to take a lighter schedule, maybe, too. I mean, yeah. I don't they got to. I think they're staying. But that doesn't mean well, if you look at too, then because why would, why would, if you were having somebody at risk of leaving, why would you put them on the brand new match graphics and the new announcement, you know, new look coming 2023? So, exactly. Plus, yeah, like a lot of people are saying that they, like, they want them back in WWE. Like, well, yeah, no. you want them back in WWE, but they're, but they're going to drop Hold the ball with them. Go they're the they're gonna get they're gonna get buried. They're gonna get buried there. Where they're gonna go? Yeah. Well, and FTR, they can come in. And they could, like I said, they have teams that they can elevate in AEW or work with and have great bangers because they have not had a terrible match yet. They do not botch. No. I have not seen a botch match in any of their moments or matches they've had. So, like I said, they gotta break out the checkbook, Tony. Just keep them happy. Give what them a good is schedule. This? I heard about this, but. Why is CML and AAA hate each other? Thirty-year blood feud. Been... <laughs> so I don't. So I, I, I'm pretty sure. So I love watching documentaries about wrestling promotions. I mean, obviously, I'm sure all of us love watching Dark Side of the Ring and all that stuff. Um, from my understanding, there was a bad booking decision between both companies. Ooh. Um, and it, I think it hurt one of them financially. So they both. Uh, it could be also, I think there's a lot of backs, back locker room hostility between backstabbing. 
like pretty much behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's, but I feel like that's almost every promotion. Um, I mean, but yeah, with FTR, I, I want to go back to FTR um, moving to WWE. They, they'll just get buried. Um, I mean, you look at something like the one thing I worry about is Dragon Lee. You know, Dragon Lee is now signing with WWE, you know, and um, apparently news is he's going straight to NXT. I kind of seen it's that like, comment. It's like, listen, uh, this guy, this guy's huge <laughs> internationally. <laughs> And um, you're sending them to your basically your C list show. Oh, but uh, you're Triple H was, Oh, but uh, Triple H was determined to beat AEW when when it was on Tuesdays. But I mean, they, I mean, if that's our, yeah. But then he says they beat our developmental brand. This is, okay, I see. I see what. Yeah, the bottom one, the last, the newest one. Yeah. See, I knew there. It was something that had to do about like back backstage stuff, like backstabbing kind of work. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's a uh, 1992. Is the uh, is this guy still over Triple A or like it? Isn't yeah. Conan? Isn't Conan over Triple A or Conan? I don't know if Conan's over Triple A. He may be an executive over there. I don't know if he oversees yeah. everything, but he may be like a like a COO or something like over in that promotion. Oh, that's a hell froze over. <laughs> hey, <that's good. laughs> cool. Hey, um, the, but, uh, but thanks for watching. Uh, yeah, appreciate it, you watching. It, actually, a lot of stuff, teaching us. Lots, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, a lot yeah, of stuff, teach us more. Know, a lot of yeah, because this is these these are two promotions I got to get get into watching, and hey, they actually is, actually mentioned it in the comment above about the pay per view they had. The same pay per view that uh, Dragon Lee said he was signed WWE, and then FTR lost the titles. Um, and Vike, oh my god, okay, so I've watched highlights of Vikingo, oh my god, can that guy fly? <laughs> Man, oh, is he a flyer. He is a I'll big flyer. And he, he, like he's so saying, good. Like, everyone's saying him and Kenny Omega, but I want to see him in Phoenix the most. Yes. But, I mean, Kenny Omega and Vikingo, I mean, I, I honestly think Vikingo on, on another level is... I mean that that guy can because I watch a lot of like YouTube videos of like <laughs> oh my god moments in pro wrestling and they show a lot of Vikingo. I hope they do that on a dark elevation episode on TV, um, or a good rampage. Uh, yeah, be good. Rampage is growing. Uh, ratings. I'm coming to Jacobs. Uh, you guys are doing awesome on the show tonight, so I couldn't make it. Thursdays are usually pretty busy for me. See you all tomorrow night. Starter, starter, hit the like button. Well, thanks for watching. Appreciate it, Mr. Jacobs. Jacobs. Love you, miss you, man. Yeah, Hope buddy. You miss right. you. I'm going to try to do the Excalibur thing with this one comment. See if I can. <laughs> Did you guys see I messed up? Did you guys watch the AAA pay-per-view last night on Fight? Benico versus Bandito with the fire main event. Looks like we're getting Bandito versus King Omega for tri- pretty AAA. Uh, I can't do it. For a AAA <laughs> mega title and a title, uh, a title Kenny never lost. Are you, are you trying to all say it in under 10 seconds? <laughs> yes, I was trying to do I can do it. And we'll see you at Picture Picture. Bandito goes to AEW and gets a premature main event. Dragon Lee gets an A. See, that's how you got to go. You got to go really quick. You got to go. Bandito goes to AEW and gets a primetime main event versus Jericho. Dragon Lee gets a name change instead of their third straight show. That's a big reason why I left Stanford as they treat Mexicans like crap. That was pretty good. That was pretty good.
that was really good. good. Yeah. But, but, but I that saw that. I saw his inverted th- six thirty. Six thirty. Oh my god! What? It's insane. Thing? Uh, yes, it's insane. I'm, oh, I'm gonna have to go watch that since we off the air. Because I'm not gonna lie, I have not seen any of his matches or moments. Oh, dude, you have to watch some of his matches, man. Didn't so. Um, quick question for uh, Coog ninety seven. It, was he the one who introduced his new from the top rope six thirty into a Frankensteiner last night? That's that that's what I saw online. Um, because that is insane. Literally from the top rope, like a three sixty or six thirty on the shoulders, and then a Frankensteiner. <laughs> it's it was insane. It was insane. I'm gonna watch it then. So cool. Um if you have any recommendations um, on my Twitter, uh, tweet me at uh, at the at Taz the Major Mark. And uh, if you have any cool like moments that you want to like send to me, I'll watch them and, and see if I uh, and see what uh, see if I'll be blown away or if I'll just blow a head gasket with how cool that is. So, yes, cool. he did. He just commented. He did do it. Oh, I watched the video. I watched the video of it. It was ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> You're teaching us a lot of stuff tonight. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. You guys are like yeah, thank a you. really good crowd tonight. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Is that real I'm wrestling? Legit. I'm legit. Being no way. A wrestler. Oh, my God. I'm looking this Where's up right now. Where is he? Oh, wrestler? my God. Okay, we got to look him up right now. Ding what dong. is the name? Ding <laughs> Dong yeah. Dick. Ding Dong Dick. Hold on. I hope that like I don't know if you're joshing us or if these are wrestling. Ding, dung. Oh, it's Dick Murdoch. Dick, is it Dick Murdoch? Yeah, it came up. Hold on, I'm. Um, Dick Murdoch and Joey Ryan are the only two that came up. Ding. So interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Dick Murdoch. That's the name that came up. Ding dong. Oh, no, this is a known wrestler you're talking about. No, but he passed away. And this guy's 96. Oh, I don't know if he's mentioned a nine, like someone from 96 who wrestled for WWF and New Japan. He went by the name of Dirty Dick Murdoch and Captain <laughs> Redneck. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, thank Wait, you. Hold on, let's... Like, we thought you were like pulling a prank on us. No, he was all. So this guy was an NWA United National Champion in all Japan. So what's his name like? Ding dong, Dick or what? Like, was was it like Dick Murdoch or who is it? <laughs> I mean, he was ranked number ninety six of top five hundred single wrestlers in the year two thousand three. Wow, <laughs> and he was dead after for ten years from that. I don't know how we come back. That's incredible. Well, he died at ninety in ninety six at forty nine, yeah, but he's not coming to AEW. I don't know if he has a son. <laughs> he might. Ding dong, Dick Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe doesn't All say right. anything, but yeah, I've seen that match. That was a really good match. I'm gonna look up. Yeah, I love Josh Alexander. He's one of my favorite yeah. wrestlers. He he he's had another great year too. We could do a whole podcast on, on Josh on Josh alone. You know, we're not the Impact you know Zone podcast, but we'll. Uh, he's definitely been a good wrestler. I think he's, I think All right, he's, guys. I think he would be one of the coolest people to have on for an interview, by the way, Connor, I I wish. Josh Alexander. Yeah. I wish, I wish we could. Yeah. I don't, uh, Him or a speedball Mike uh, Bailey. 
Yeah. Uh, Wait, are you for real? I don't know about that. I don't think that's right because Effie, like, I don't know if that's right. Are you talking about another? Are you talking about another Effie or like? Because there's only one Effie. So, um, one second, guys. I don't know. Uh, Let's see. Curious. Because Effie, like, yeah. I don't know why. Like, I've been a very big fan of Effie this year. I don't know why, but he's been a very good, standout, like, fun wrestler that he would not work on a main TV show, but I'd love to see him in AEW for, like, a brief, like, match. Wish you guys were to like to see the territory days in the U.S. early 80s world class, Georgia, Houston, while South, Mid-South. Oh, uh, AWA Mid-South. I uh, actually live in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I wasn't able to win this, some of that, but uh, like, I'm at, like I can see Jay Lawler any day, and <laughs> like yeah. it's no joke. I can go to this bar and go and see him right now if I want to, probably. And like yeah. he has these Memphis wrestling DVDs for sale, and I bought a bunch of them. I've seen like uh, Hulk Hogan start out here, Randy Savage, uh, but Territory Days. That's all the experience I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I would have, I'd have to go back and watch like the uh, Tales from the Territory documentary because they got they got a lot of stories about these kind of of all these territories back in the eighties. From the uh, like AWA, I've seen Shawn Michaels and Margin A team up. I don't know when I seen it. I remember seeing it, Mid Atlantic. Mm. All right. So let me ask. You, okay, well, what's um, as we wind down, uh, we're gonna do a little Spitfire round. Uh, normally, we would do our favorite wrestler of the week, um, but since we're heading into 2023, I want to do um, our three predictions that, that could happen for this next uh, um, this next calendar year. So, um, who wants to go first? What are your predictions for the new year? Uh, yeah, three predictions. Um. Uh, Number one for me is CM Punk coming back at January 11th. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. It's a prediction. Uh, the Elite beat the Jeff Dev Triangle after the match, FTR walkout. And they just stand there for a few minutes in silence and you're CM Punk. You're going to get that yeah. stare down. Uh, number two is Jungle Boy defeating Samoa Joe for the TNT title. Uh, number three, uh, Statlander becoming TVS champion. I like it. Okay. I've got pretty much a similar prediction to, to Connor that I'd like to see, and that's Chris Statlander winning the TBS title when she comes back when she's healthy. Um, honestly, I think she might be the only person they're holding up for to take that title and make it prestige and everything. Um, prediction number two, um, I am hoping that um, – uh, man, it's a tough one because I have so many – ideas and predictions I want for AEW next year. Uh, prediction number two, um, I actually want Adam Cole to come back and have a good uh, good feud uh, with um, um, with somebody. I mean, anybody. Uh, and just have some good solid matches because I miss Adam Cole. Um, and number three prediction is, again, I might have to go with Connor here. I do want to see CM Punk and FTR wrestle the elite. Um, yeah, I think I think it I think it's a money grabber right there. I think it's a it would be a banger of a match. So um, I, really, I, really think, I think it's what everybody wants to see. 
I really think Dax Harwood's going to get CM Punk back there. He's going to he's going to yeah. do it because clear from his interview, he him and CM Punk are probably the tightest people in AEW. Like backstage wise, him and FTR are the like like I I I definitely I definitely uh, recommend going watch the uh, was it that FTR with Dax Harwood podcast. His first episode was on CM Punk, and you can see the whole thing. Uh, yeah. And honestly, yeah, I'd love to see Jungle. I'd love to see Jungle Boy win a title. I don't know if it's going to be the TNT title. I can see him winning maybe the Ring of Honor television title. I like it. Um, for me, so uh, my first prediction, I'm going to have Jungle Boy win his first like singles championship this year. Um, I kind of agree with you on that one. Um, I think that's kind of a direction they'll probably go with. Uh, my second prediction is uh, same thing with Preston Vance. I think Preston Vance is going to break away from his trios team that he's currently in. I think he'll be a standout star by the end of the year. And my number three prediction, I think my number three prediction will be Rampage will become two hours and we move to a different night. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I want to do. It, it'd be interesting with Rampage being a different night. So, I believe if they did a brand split, Rampage would get sky high numbers because you get. Well, I don't know. Well, it goes off my. Uh, I might not, not say this because Lane's listening, but. Uh, <laughs> well, the next year, uh, I, I assume we get another free agent sign. He's going to be my free agent sign. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing, the other thing is, um, so we're just, I'm just going to plug real quick our YouTube channel. Um, Connor and I, um, this week, we have recorded. It's not out yet because we have some other projects we're putting out. Uh, but we are doing a similar thing to our Booking Elite uh, show that we are going to be doing very soon as well. Um, we are now GMs, uh, both Dynamite and Rampage. Um, so it's going to be kind of a fun head-to-head competition. We did our draft, um, so that should be coming up very soon. Uh, we are currently booking our lead-up to our first uh, TV special, which will be Beach Break. Um, we're going to do that instead of, you know, Battle of the Belts 25. So we have that coming out. Um, it's going to be fun to see how our minds are going to work. So um, we've kind of dropped a little bit of hints in there of who's on our roster. Um, but with yeah. what, you, what we have planned, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a cool thing we're going to add to our YouTube channel. Um, go subscribe now mm-hmm. or subscribe down below if you haven't already because we have vlogs that are put up now with both um, Connor's uh, pay-per-view experience at um, at Full Gear. We have both my Winner is Coming vlog and um, Final Battle as well. Uh, we have a card break coming out soon. We have some other projects that Connor has been working with with our whole team. So we have that course happening as well. Uh, Talking Elite every Thursday. We also have our watch-alongs um, Wednesdays and Fridays for both Dynamite and Rampage. So for those of you guys that just joined us tonight, please come back out for our live stream. We have, a, we have of course, a bigger cast as well. So it's us three that we do a lot of uh, great um, – Great job with talking, discussing. Nate Bobwinkle was AWA. Bobwinkle, Bob oh, Winkle. good lord! Oh, Bob, Bob Backlund, good wow. lord! Uh, Nate Bobwinkle. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no! You're not old. You're, you're, um, what's it called? Uh, you're cultured in professional wrestling. Experience. That's what we call it. You're cultured. 
So, uh, right yeah. names. Crown first Mexican-born AEW champion. Ooh, that'd be a cool. So, I don't. I don't know if he'll be a world champion, but he may be the Mid Atlantic. That all cool. Atlantic. Sorry, I keep saying Mid All Atlantic. So we're not gonna. You have to watch and see uh, who our first picks were. I'm not gonna yeah. say anything because if we say it now, you're not gonna go watch. Uh, Yeah, yeah, but it it was very interesting because some of our picks, like, we had some people left towards the end that, like, probably shouldn't have been left. We also have (laughs) visions for, like, a lot of different wrestlers and different themes. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And like I said, we're we're just growing and doing a lot of different fun projects. So, yeah, love it. Connor is a genius when it comes to things and – like I'm kind of like regretting a couple of my picks, and maybe like maybe we'll have some <laughs> trades going on. <laughs> but other than well, that, like I said, well, I will say I tried to trade with my second guys for. It was near the end, and I had I didn't really have a choice because he picked the one guy, and I had to pick the other. And I tried to trade with my guys for uh, <laughs> like a a, a, a mid Carter, and my first trade got oh, turned yeah. down. So we'll see. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, so it was a lot of fun. Um, like I said, Connor there. There's a lot of editing that's going to be going with that one. So, like I said, Connor has been working his ass off um, getting these different things out for us. Um, so, appreciate you, Connor. Like I know I said it every week, but thank you for being our producer. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for Talking Elite. So, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Um, thank you, uh, Coog, again for joining us. I'm glad that you liked our show and uh, think that we're cultured. We love you as well, brother. And um, hopefully we'll see you again next week. See you on our, all of our shows. Um, go follow us on YouTube at already, you know, on YouTube, hit subscribe, follow us on Twitter at all Elite zone one, follow us on Spotify and um, follow us on, is it uh, Podvine or pod Podbean? Let me do now. I guess Podbean, pod, but it's one of the two. That's what yeah, yeah, go uh, go check us out on Podvine and Podbean. Um, like I said, we have a lot of new shows coming out, and um, can't wait for for us to keep growing. We're almost at 300 subscribers, so keep liking, sharing, um, try to get your friends yep. to watch as well. Um, we have guests that come on constantly. Connor has got some good, fun guests in the work. Um, so we, we ha- so stick to our social medias for us to. Uh, um, announce those guests coming up because we got some really cool names coming. So thank you guys so much for watching. Anything else you guys want to add before we go off the air? I'm at Bob Ackerman because I'm for a Burger King. <laughs> nice. We'll see the king. Nice. Um, no, yeah, no. Thank you guys for watching. Um, honestly, this is probably the best experience I've had since joining this team at um, Elite, the All Elite Zone and everything like that. And I love doing these podcasts with you guys. So Awesome. Yeah. I will say with the guest, uh, 2022, we had, uh, 2023 is going to be a uh, up-notch year, but the guys, people that we had this year, we had Sabu, we had uh, Matt Taven, we had Buddy Matthews, we had Alex Shelley. Uh, I'm not missing a few. We had a uh, we had a very good list of people, and uh, I'm still working on Ken Shamrock being on here. Uh, that will happen. Uh, that's not sure when. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. Well, have a great night, and we will see you guys tomorrow at Rampage. Take care, y'all. We'll see you soon. <laughs>